This is SBO Perspectives, and I'm Jack Mitchell, along here with the esteemed John Bricado. That's right. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Bond, Johnny, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. <laughs> nah, John Bricado, my esteemed co-host, we are excited every week, and it might sound like a broken record, but we have such a great guest on this podcast. I mean, the information you're going to receive, the knowledge that she shares. So as I lay that, I'll let John get into who who we're having on. Yeah, today we have Dr. Constance Evelyn Connie. Uh, I've referred to her on the on the podcast. Uh, she's an incredible person in our in our industry and has really gone above and beyond in terms of her entire 32 year career. And we appreciate the time she took with us today to really kind of carve out and explain to us the importance of the relationship between the superintendent and the school business officials. So I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation today with Connie. And uh, here's our interview with Connie Evelyn. Today, we actually have a totally different spin on the SBO Perspectives podcast. I am so elated and honored to introduce this person to you. She's been in our industry over 32 years, not as the SBO, but within education, 10 years superintendent. I mean, everything but a bus driver and a, and a teacher aide, I guess, in the district. But but for the, for the long short of it, I want to get into a lot of the compliments that she's done over time. So again, she was superintendent, not just in, in, in you know, affluent districts and very diverse districts. She's also been assistant superintendent. She's been over in, in the Buffalo area. She's down in, in the, also the Long Island area. So she's been all over the state. And, and with that principal, doctor of education, really, really big stuff here. you know. And I, I want to say, I'm going to let her kind of elaborate more on it. But as I introduce her, folks who don't know, Constance Evelyn, I remember she actually was one of the... Um, the educators chosen to go upstate, right? I level commissions from the governor's office a couple of times. I, I think you stayed at the smart schools one time and helping to bring roll that out. And then again, um, in the transition from Common Core to Next Gen. So, I mean, in your 32 years, it's such a storied career. And I, I know one of the other biggest things that you're really uh, proud about is the five Republican senators passed a resolution for you, honoring you, your service and everything you've done upstate. And I, I got to say, that is an accolade that I think only one other educator has received to this date. So Constance Evelyn, Dr. Constance Evelyn, thank you for coming on and we appreciate you. And how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. As you know, I've recently retired. And so, you know, I feel rested. <laughs> you look rested. rested. You thanks look for rested. having that, me. That big smile. So I'll jump into it. So we, you know, we're an SBO Perspective Podcast, and a lot of times about the relationships that we have with key, you know, not just stakeholders, but also individuals, right, within a district. And you being a chief administrator, being a superintendent, well, first kind of tell me, what do you enjoy most, most about it? And I guess your retirement, what do you miss already? And then we'll kind of want to get a sense of what role you played so our peers can understand you know, this, this type of synergy that, that you had and you were in, in Valley Stream 13 fields out there, but um, this is so fresh. It's about a month, right? So thanks. Thanks for asking me uh, if I miss it. Uh, and I absolutely do miss it. Okay. Uh, you miss the awesome responsibility of leadership mm-hmm. represented by the role of the superintendent of schools. It motivated, it motivated me to be in service to students, educators, families, and communities to ensure the best possible outcomes for all of these critical stakeholder groups. And 
really the superintendency gives you the opportunity as an individual to have this positive global impact on the lives of so many people. Uh So that's really, you know, as a leader, you miss that part of it. I'm sure. Jack and I being school business officials, we appreciate the importance of the relationship with the superintendent. Maybe from your perspective and reflecting back in your career, what did you do to foster the relationship with your school business officials? And why do you think that's so important to be proactive in that piece? Well, as we all know, all relationships are built on trust and good communication. And in my role as a superintendent, I ensured that I regularly met with my school business official weekly, and I also met with the school business official along with the other assistant superintendents, which I deem to be my cabinet or executive Mm -hmm. team, to ensure that every member of the highest level administrative offices in the district were aware of the critical issues that they were facing in their respective areas of administrative oversight. The other thing that's really important is that these folks that are in your executive cabinet, including the school business official, know that they can have access to you without reservation. So my school business official knew that he could interrupt any meeting, right, to meet with me, and particularly if it was something pressing. And so access is really important. I think also we, uh, both of us, engaged in building a mutual respect for one another, And so what does that look like? It looks like open information sharing. It looks like the superintendent providing the school business official with uh, enough leeway, enough time to provide the superintendent with information that they might need. It's important that you, as the superintendent, don't find yourself calling or walking down to the school business official and asking them for something in the next five minutes. We're, we're talking about, you know, numbers and the finances of the district. And we know that school business officials are mathematicians and they want to be exact and they need to be exact. And so as a superintendent, you need to give them enough time to meet that goal. And just generally speaking, looking for opportunities to celebrate the work of the school business official, because a lot of the work that you do is behind the scenes. And I want to say really tongue in cheek that, you know, superintendents can be um, egotistical, uh, but there's enough credit to go around uh, in terms of (laughs) leading a district. I want to say there's enough enough accolades, right, to -hmm. go around. And it's really important that the school business official, the work of the school business official be highlighted because, again, it's oftentimes more clandestine or hard hard to see. It's wow. not public facing work oftentimes. This is what I always liked about you. And we call you Connie, not Constance, but Connie, Thank you, you. you don't hold anything back. And I think that's what I always admired. And I I, I, I want to say I was envious of the relationship you had with my counterpart, you know, over in Valentine 13. And what you just said spoke to it all. I mean, we're mathematicians and that you being open, right? If somebody comes down and they need something, they can come in there and, and you know when, right? Superintendents could be egotistical, right? And also saying that for our listeners that, you know, we have to learn to manage that and, 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 and surround ourselves with that. So I guess with this question is timely with so many superintendents in flux nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever yeah. reason, how do you think a sitting SBL can really go about developing a relationship with a new superintendent? You know, I mean, could there be some critical actions that need to be done or anything you feel, I mean, your experience. 
Yeah, you know, you you said something that, that's really critical to this country. 33 to 37% of superintendents are turning over nationally right now. And so yeah. that's extremely accurate. So I think that one of the things that a school business official can do right away if they're starting a new position or, or if are working with a new superintendent is to share information about their leadership style mm-hmm. and be interested enough to ask superintendents about his or her leadership style and leadership walk. Although although you, you may be, as a school business official, entering a new position with a superintendent, whether you're new to the district or the superintendent's new to the district, I highly recommend a walk through your resume, right? A walk through and, and to be okay. focused on your accomplishments, not just, you know, the preparation of the budget, et cetera, but many school business officials are in charge of facilities and personnel. Mm-hmm. And there are some nuances to those respective areas that a school business official has a lot of expertise in that may help the superintendent better understand how to build organizational capacity, for example, with human resources. So I would spend some time and manage up on this piece, right? I would spend some time with the superintendent talking about the skill sets that you uh, bring to the table. I, I would also, as a school business official, provide unsolicited updates and information that you become aware of in your professional circles that superintendents can absolutely benefit from, right? Mm-hmm. Information that you learn about in your school business official meetings that you have monthly or even at a state level where That's you see idea. the consumer price index, for example, in going to have an impact you know, mm-hmm. on, on the school budget. These are sort of the kinds of things that school business officials should be helping the superintendent with and building the story, right, of the budget. Mm-hmm. Because it's always budget season in Absolutely. public systems, right? Yeah. And so these are the kind of things that you should be providing, the kind of information, I think, that you could be providing yeah. to a superintendent. And again, that goes back to this, this uh, question about relationship building. The more you do that, the more your superintendent will trust you, right? That you're staying abreast of the most current information and mm-hmm. how it will impact, again, the story of the budget. You made made a great point, too, in the fact that the school business official typically does oversee many different offices outside of just a business office. And I'm curious, you being a former superintendent and, and, you know, CEO of of school districts, you know, some everyone's human, things go wrong, things come up, whether it's in your control or not. But in the instance where something does go awry, how would you recommend a school business kind of approach a superintendent in terms of delivering that news? So when you say when things go awry in terms of the budget or just generally speaking, you're talking about- I would about just say generally speaking, I mean, there's so many different aspects to the job. I mean, if if mm-hmm. something does go awry or maybe something was missed or miscalculated, I mean, how what is the best way for that information to be kind of disseminated to the superintendent? So I think that it's important if the information is critical that the school business official deliver that information one-on-one, right? Either telephonically or in person, and then follow up with the information in writing so that the superintendent can get his or her head wrapped around it and internalize the information. Once you see something in writing, right, in summary type fashion, it's easier to connect the dots across uh, the respective areas of administrative oversight in terms of how this information that the school business official is providing to you relative to the financial status of the district is going to impact you know, program and the outcomes for district goals. So I think the school business official, again, you know, my school business officials always have unlimited access to me. This is a two-way street. And so 
this this direct contact with the superintendent is critically important. Great, great. So this, and, and I want to just flip off to a lot of things you're doing now and what also you've helped bring to our industry. You've co-authored a book, right? Yes. Evaluating the superintendent. And I think this is something that it may not seem pertinent on the surface for us, but how do you think that SPO's performance can translate into the positive or negative rating of a superintendent? Since you, since you know how that evaluation process should be, and you've also talked about, you know, some of the best, I guess you want to call it you know, best practices or, 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 or what do you call it? But for the most part, I just am curious, how do we translate into this? Because I know earlier what you said, equipping, equipping superintendent with knowledge is great. It helps relationship. Right. And it tells you what you're doing. But now there's an evaluation piece, right? Every year. Mm-hmm. So can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. So in our book, Dr. Powers and I talk about, particularly in chapter four, the process of developing goals and uh-huh. in a way that have strategic outcomes or measurable outcomes. And so on page 64, you'll see that. I outline the goals that a superintendent may typically record in this statement of professional goals in the area of budget. There are five areas in particular that students provide, that superintendents provide oversight in. Student achievement, organizational capacity, budget facilities, okay. communication, and community engagement. And so mm-hmm. the budget piece I developed in concert with my school business official, okay. right? Because this is the person who's going to help me realize those those goals, right? Sure. The outcomes of those goals. And so when I published that document, and I published that document to the board, to the executive team, to all of the other administrators in the district, and oftentimes I've published it district-wide. But to get back to the relationship with the school business official, you have to ensure as a superintendent that when you're publishing these goals, that your executive team, your school business official is aware of the goals that you're trying to achieve in the area of budget and facilities in particular and communication, because all those things cross over, right? Mm -hmm. Your area. And so when Gerard Antoine, who was uh, my assistant superintendent for school for business in Valley Stream 13, when he read those goals, he wrote his goals in a way that was aligned with mine. And so that his work, right, was supporting the successful targets that the targets that I had set for success in those particular areas. And so that's why this book is really important because it really is about the process, right? Of, of evaluation and the alignment of the process, right? And the agreement mm-hmm. regarding the success targets that you have identified. It's critical. Yeah. If you're gonna hear it now, you better get that book. <laughs> 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 Page 64, chapter four. Page 64. I, got, I, I wrote it down. I'm yeah. On it. I'm yeah. on it for sure. I mean, I, you know, it goes insane in the book and your relationship with Gerard. You know, I, I just, you know, he's also a friend of mine and we spoke so many times about the openness relationship. Just, I guess, moving from now, you're retiring mm-hmm. and you did so much for SBOs, not just with him in the past, overall in the industry. You know, nowadays, I know where you are, where you're about to go to. You're about to go down south. I'm jealous for that. That's for sure. I love it down in Georgia. But how are you helping SBOs in any fashion? Are you doing any consulting right now? Um, what's your what's your capacity that you're in or will be in? Yes, I, I continue to stay connected to the work and to 
my school business official community. I work for Hazard Young and Atia now. Oh, you do? Blue Chip. Okay. Yes, nice. the National Blue Chip Educational Consulting Firm. I also work for Institutes for Student Achievement, wow. uh, mentoring Black female rising superintendents, whether or not they're rising from the school business official role, the CNI role, the curriculum instruction role, awesome. or whether or not they're in their first year, right, mm -hmm. as a superintendent working with school business officials. And so that really provides me an opportunity to stay connected uh, to the school business officials who need some people are calling me all the time in New York State and from across the country to say, can you take a look at my credentials? Can you talk to me about opportunities in New York State or in other areas of our country? Can you connect me with other school business officials who have an expertise in this particular area? And so I do all of those things You'd go to. On a weekly basis. So even though I wow. stopped working as a school superintendent, you still doing I'm that. more busy now than I was before, if that's possible. Yeah, I was I'm going sure. to say, you don't yeah. sound too retired wow. to me, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. So you are to go to where well, we're, we're uh, fortunate that you even had the time to come on our podcast and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and share this. So take note again. Yeah, exactly. Yellen, that's the one to reach so out to. So Connie, you, you're you're a wealth of knowledge, and we truly appreciate your time out of your day that you've spent with us. And we always like to give our guests an opportunity to just give out any kind of general advice, what you're thinking, what's going on to to our listeners, which are primarily SBOs, but people across the education industry. Yeah, I want to say, you know, for SBOs and for anyone working uh, with children in public schools, look for ways to connect your work, right, as for school business officials, as the steward of district finances, to the core of our business as public school servants, which is teaching and learning, right? Gerard walked around those buildings weekly. People knew who he was. He understood how uh, being the steward of our finances connected to programmatic opportunities for students across the district. And People knew who he was. Children knew who he was. They called him by name. And so that's really important for school business mm -hmm. officials to know, nice. right, that the work that you're doing is promoting those opportunities to have access to high quality public education. That's it. You said it. And I mean, such reward, right? And you've had a rewarding career. I should say maybe it's just now beginning, right? The next chapter. <laughs> right. <laughs> this chapter sounds it's a like new a chapter, lot of work, yeah. But it looks like just from seeing your smile on the face that you're enjoying it and that you've done such great work. So we thank you again, Connie. This has been a pleasure of ours to have you on. So for sharing your wealth of knowledge and breadth of information, you know, we can ask for more. So, yeah, thank thanks you thanks for having me. Thank you. That was our interview with Dr. Constance Evelyn. We want to thank her again for her time. I mean, as you heard, she really isn't retired at all. And she was able to carve some time out uh, to, to speak to us. Yeah. And she yeah, she may even be tapped for the White House. Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, like, she, no. she's been through so many, like, high level, just to know that, you know, what she does providing so much assistance, so much, I want to say, just guidance, folks, for her book and it, the things that we pick up from this podcast, I'm going to be listening again myself just to see, you know, not just from the evaluating piece, but how she talked really about that relationship, lockstep with the goals. I mean, and I think that, you know, you, you do that, you provide those tidbits of information, you know, you're the expert with a mathematician. This is great. So we really thank Connie for coming on and we wish her best in her. Her second chapter, which is the retirement chapter, which is still working. So, listeners out there, keep enjoying Extra Perspectives. 
each and every week. This is amazing. John and I are just on this euphorical ride, and we hope you like it too. So having said that, this is Jack Mitchell. And John Bricado. We're signing off. Expert Perspective. See you next Thanks, week. Thanks, everyone.